Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. Uh, yeah. So again, good morning to everyone who's joining. Good morning. Good morning. Um, okay. So I see this question here. Can a teacher get paid to homeschool? Short answer. Yes. Um, if you, how you decide to do that is going to be completely up to you, whether you choose to homeschool other people's children in person. Um, because I, I'm assuming that's what you mean, like getting paid to homeschool other people's children, not your own. Um, if I got that wrong, just please do correct me. But um, as a certified teacher, you're in Florida, um, which is a state that I believe also requires teacher evaluations. You could almost, I would think, sell that as like a package deal to where you would be someone's private tutor, um, whether you know one kid, multiple kids, that again is up to you. Um, but yeah, you can definitely set yourself up to either do it virtually through platforms like outschool.com. That's one that I hear of um, a lot. And or you could just, you know, have a one to one um, relationship, maybe with a co-op where, you, you know, you decide to link up with a co-op in Florida that's already established. Or you could maybe even set up your own um, where you offer, you know, whatever classes you want to offer to whatever age group you want to offer it to. So, that, I mean, you definitely have a lot of options. <laughs> um, it's really like you're, you're only kind of limited by your imagination in that. And the fact that, like I said, you're already a certified teacher, I think would be a huge draw for you. Um, you could set your own prices, whether you're going to be hourly or if you're going to be, um, something that's like monthly or weekly tuition based, like you have so many options. <laughs> um, so a short answer to your question is yes, you absolutely can. Um, and then I see your question, Lambs and Ladies, you said, can you talk more about OutSchool? What is my experience with it? Um, so OutSchool is essentially a platform where um, teachers or anyone who wants to can set up a class uh, where the parents would then pay to have their student take that class. Um, the rates vary. So you might have uh, classes that are set up where you pay once for the entire class and it meets certain times of the week or um, you might pay per class. So if you just wanted to take the class once or you know just to test it out. Um, I personally have not yet used OutSchool. Um, so far, like we're, we're just headed into eighth grade. So, so far everything that I have been teaching has not required in my opinion, me to outsource it yet, but it's definitely on my radar for high school for those types of courses, because as I mentioned, you do have certified teachers on there who you could pay to teach whatever the class is. Let's say the, the class is, you know, I don't know, high school chemistry. You could find a class on out school and pay for that class. And that teacher would you know, run it the way that they want to. Usually they present some sort of syllabus to give you like the layout of the class so you know what you're paying for. Um, but everything that I've heard about people who, from people who have used it has been positive. So, yep. And then Patty Johnson also just said OutSchool is a good platform. Um, so yeah, those two questions kind of went hand in hand. Um, but like I said, I personally have not yet used OutSchool, but it's 100% on my radar for, you know, like high school courses uh, when we get there, which is... <laughs> coming up soon. Uh, I can't believe it. Even for eighth grade, it could be on our radar. It's just right now I'm still in the process of deciding what we're going to do, whether we're going to stick with what we're doing. 
um, or if we're going to change over to something else. But for now, it's just on my radar. We have not yet used it. Thank you for that compliment, Melly. Um, Lambs and Lacey said, is it one on one or is it more like a class? So let's just take a look because from what I've seen, it's not a, it, it's not necessarily one on one. If you're looking for a one on one tutoring, you might want a different type of platform um, like Reach Educational Services. That's one of the um, links in my profile. They offer one to one on one tutoring. Um, but let's see if OutSchool does one on one. I'm just going to look up everyone's favorite math. Let's look up like pre-algebra. That's a pretty common uh, high school course for math. Everybody's favorite. Okay, so, so right off the bat, what I'm seeing for pre-algebra, it would appear that it's not necessarily, it's not set up to, look, to be one-on-one -on -one, just from these that are popping up it's more like a class um, from all these pre-algebra courses that I'm seeing. And then they all have, you know, different meet times, various prices, you know, based on what the, the teacher wants to charge, but uh, I'm not seeing anything that looks like it's one-on-one. -on -one. So, and if you are looking for something that is one-on-one, -on -one, I would say maybe go like type in like tutoring um, OutSchool is definitely more of a classroom platform, I believe. But if anyone has different experience with, with OutSchool, with it being one-on-one, -on -one, please do let me know. Hey, good morning, y'all. Thank y'all for saying hey to me. Good morning. Okay, Patty, Patty says it's both depending on your class. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and she also says she teaches on it, so she might be a little biased. <laughs> Not at all. Thank you for, um, for being here and for, um, for letting us know about that. Uh, let's see. And then you say, does it say how they grade? Well, let's click on one. Let's just click on one of these pre-algebra ones. Okay, so this one says it's a 16-week course that meets once per week. So let's click on this class. And okay, so I'm seeing a class schedule, multi-day course, DDDD, class hmm homework so this one says unit tests are assigned weekly after each unit da, da, da. if students are struggling she does offer one-on-one -on -one. okay so that goes in line with what patty was saying students are welcome to meet anytime with questions um so on this particular course it appears that your student would be graded based on the unit test, weekly unit test. So I guess it would just depend on the, the, the uh, teacher, the class, how they want to grade. And presumably you could maybe reach out to ask questions prior to signing up because I'm just going to click on the teacher's name to see if there's a like a contact me. Yeah, you can message the teacher ahead of time. So if you're, um, you know, just curious to know how that class is going to be graded before you enroll in it, you can message the teacher directly, it looks like, on OutSchool. So that's a great question. Thank you for that. Yes, Queen of Caffeine, it is homeschooling help for parents. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Um, let's see. 
Okay, and then I see Aunt Cece says, I'm a private math tutor and I get tons of new students on Facebook mom groups. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially math, I'm sure. Um, all right, and then I'm just going to pop into the QA here because I did see a question pop up. Do I reverse plan or plan ahead? So um, a little bit of both, honestly, um, because I do like to have an idea of what we're supposed to do. But obviously, you know, sometimes Mondays be Monday in <laughs> and it just doesn't work out the way that I plan. And so I will then just write down whatever we did that day. So that's a, you know, a version of reverse planning. Um, I will say I have, you know, this plan, which is just basically what we, you know, the general rhythm. And then based on this plan, I will, you know, kind of mentally assign what work we're supposed to be doing. And then if we actually complete it, excellent. I'll, you know, just track it, write it down. So kind of both. <laughs> yeah. And I see Olivia also says she does a little bit of both too. So yeah. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Um, okay. So I don't know your name. It's just a user. Um, but I see your question where you say, am I setting my kids up for failure by opting to only homeschool them up to a certain grade? I would say no. Um, my thought on you know, the whole, are we setting our kids up for failure is it depends on the, the outcome, right? If the outcome is for them to thrive and be able to learn and educate themselves, then any method you choose to do that is, I think, going to be fine. There are several people in the homeschool community who only intend to homeschool up to eighth grade, and then they, you know, intend to send their kids to public school for high school. That is super common. Um, and so if that's what you are meaning, and when you ask that question, I would say, no, you're probably going to be in, you know, generally good company um, because it's a common thing that I hear of all the time. So, <laughs> so you don't have to ever think like how you're deciding to homeschool is going to in any way set your kids up for failure. I would say the only way that you might be setting your kids up for failure is when you're not meeting their needs or overlooking their needs or ignoring their needs, then you're definitely setting your kids up for failure and you would need to revise what you're doing. But in terms of just you know, planning ahead that we're not going to homeschool beyond this grade and we're going to put them into school. No, I don't. I would not consider that setting up for failure. I would just say you have a plan and you're going to, you know, stick with that plan. But there's I, I want to say that if you are. How, how I want to phrase this, like anytime that you have a plan in mind, I think that that in and of itself indicates that you're not planning to fail. Like, what's that What's that uh, phrase where it's like, you plan to fail if you fail to plan. So the fact that you have a plan <laughs> means you're not planning to fail your kids. Um, so that's my thought on that. Mm -mm -mm. Good morning, everybody. You said you're not sure how to test him in homeschooling to pass to the next grade in Texas, your homeschooling elementary. Okay, so Queen of Caffeine, there are some... Um, assessments that you can like purchase if you wanted to. Um, I personally have used the spectrum test, uh, which is by a brand called Carson DeLosa. I actually give it as a pretest at the beginning of the grade and then again at the end of the grade to show that growth. That's one way that you can, you know, assess if they're ready to move on to the next grade. Um, there's also um, assessments on Khan Academy. I don't, but you said kindergarten, right? No, you didn't say, you said elementary. 
Um, so you could also look into using those assessments as an indicator. Um, and then there's a platform called Edulastic, which I did put into the resources uh, list on my in my profile, which is another, uh, it's, it's on the computer, a way that you can assess your kids. It's free to sign up for that. And you can choose, you know, math assessments, English assessments. I think they even have a writing assessment on there. I'm not sure about that though. Um, but you don't have to necessarily um, do the digital version if you would prefer paper, because that's what I do. I just go and print it off and we do the spectrum test um, to assess. So that's one way that you can assess to make sure that they're ready to move on. Um, okay, I see your question here. Are there scholarships available for homeschoolers? Short answer, yes, all scholarships are in theory available to homeschoolers. There are going to be some scholarships where it's like a, a certain special population, like you have to be a member of this group or you have to have uh, certain qualifications, like veterans being a, being a dependent of a veteran comes to mind. So if you're not that, even if you're a homeschooler, you're not eligible for that. Um, but financial based Financial need-based scholarships are available to homeschoolers. Um, essay scholarships, like you know, nothing is really inherently off limits to to homeschoolers. Um, just because you homeschool, you will just need to read the fine print of whatever scholarship you're interested in. Uh, but for the most part, you know, scholarships where you have to write an essay, completely open to homeschoolers as well. If they require a transcript, you have the authority uh, as the parent to write that transcript, create it, and send it in for the the scholarship. So it's not off limits to you because you homeschool. All right, guys, if I missed your question, because I see that they're coming in quite quickly, um, please do type it in the QA so that I, I can go back and not miss it. But I'm going to try to scroll back up to where I was on the scholarship question. Um, let's see. Okay, I see you guys are commenting to each other. Queen of Caffeine said on Amazon. Yes, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what you were referring to, but I do have a uh, link to the things that I use in my Amazon storefront. Um, if I missed part of that question, please do type it again. Megan, you asked, do I homeschool in the summer? Yes, but it's a lighter, it's a lighter schedule. We use um, the summer bridge workbooks to just help keep that continuity for the main subjects. And then we also participate in our library's reading program, in addition to you know just going to museums watching more documentaries. Um, right now, my kids are, have been on like an animating binge. <laughs> so that's been fantastic for them just to watch their artistic abilities develop, um, but a little bit more free flowing in the summer. But short answer is yes, we definitely do keep it going over the summer. Uh, da, 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 da. Ooh. Do some people only homeschool up to eighth grade so that their child gets a high school diploma? Yeah, that's like exactly why some people do it because they are more comfortable with the idea of a public school issuing the diploma. Some people just are really uncomfortable with the idea of making it themselves, even though <laughs> that's literally what the high school does as well. Um, but, and, and that's fine. Like, it's just, I have had, I've heard that so many times, like we will homeschool all the way through until high school, but then we wanna send them to school. It's very common, so 100%. That is uh, what a lot of people do. Uh, what is it about star? Oh, star tests are free to print on the, oh yeah, on the T, that's the um, teacher's website for Texas, which I think I also included in my resources list. Let me just double check that because I remember it being mentioned before and I could have sworn I put it on here, Texas 
Nope, I didn't. Let me let me get that fixed right now. And then I do see the other questions popping in. Give me one second to just add this resource about the star testing. Um, do 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 because I want to. I put this teachers education agency. I believe is what TEA stands for. And they have free resources. Okay, through twelve. including testing. Okay, so, all right, let me jump back in for, yeah, Texas Education Agency. That's what I thought, that's what I remember, which is why I thought I put it in here, but anyway, uh, let me jump back into the QA, grab this question. Uh, what is the best place to watch documentaries? Ooh, so many good ones. I mean, YouTube has so many that are on there for free. Um, and that's honestly where a lot of ours come from. Let's see, the History Channel is one. We also subscribe to Disney+, Plus, which includes Nat Geo. So there's some on that if you have that sub subscription service. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, Am Amazon Video is a good one. And... Um, I mean, Netflix is okay. I'll be honest, we don't use Netflix a ton for documentaries, uh, but there are some on there. Um, Hulu has some documentaries as well. Um, so yeah, there's a bunch. <laughs> there's a bunch on there. Um, hopefully that helps, but definitely those were the ones, like the ones that I mentioned are the ones that are off the top of my head. Um, okay, let me scroll back. I just want to make sure I'm not missing a question. Okay, I think I got that question. Okay, do you have to teach a particular curriculum if your state requires testing every so often? No, you may choose that. Um, the only thing about like Georgia, for example, requires testing every three years. They want it to be from like a nationally recognized testing agency, but it, you know, between all of that, I can choose whatever curriculum I would like to do. So you are not beholden to a particular curriculum just because your state requires testing. Mm, your son is really into stop motion animation too. Awesome. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, it just snapped down to the bottom. Do you teach foreign language? I do. Yes, Crystal. We use Duolingo. We've also used Little Pim, which is a series um, that does kind of a repeat after me style. Um, we also have different games and different um, language dictionaries um, just as resources. So we've learned, I've, I've taught my kids different phrases uh, just that they say commonly. That's one good way to teach um, them uh, foreign languages things they say all the time, teach it to them in a different language. Google Translate also, <laughs> can't forget that one. Um, so yes, 100%, I definitely do uh, teach foreign language as well. Oh, good, Queen of Caffeine, happy that you're here too. <laughs> um, yeah, if I missed your question, please do type it in the QA if you wouldn't mind, because I'm trying to keep up with the chat as it's coming through, but I, I just want to make sure I'm not missing anyone's question if you're asking me directly, but I do also see you guys are chatting with each other as well. So um, if I did miss it uh, through the chat, please put it in the QA so I can go back and see it. 
but I think I'm caught up in the QA. I'm just gonna click on it just to make sure. Yeah, okay, so QA is currently empty. And then I'm also just scrolling back up. And thank you guys too. Like if you guys are seeing, some of these ladies are answering your, your questions. They are also homeschoolers. So like um, Rooted Home Academy is a homeschooler, average homeschool mother, Thordalina, um, I'm trying to see who else do I see on the chat. <laughs> you guys can definitely, you know, click on their profile to follow them as well. Um, they do post homeschool content as well if you wanted to get just a different perspective. Uh, that's why I really like doing these lives because it's very collaborative. So for sure, like if you are new to homeschooling or kind of, you know, just curious about homeschooling and you just wanted to have some um, other folks that you can follow, these ladies are amazing definitely uh, reach out to them. Or you know what, if you are still in here, um, like if you are a current homeschooler, like just drop like an Apple emoji so people know <laughs> that you currently homeschool in case I missed you and didn't call your name out. Um, you said, what about a library to use a computer? Oh, you guys are chatting with each other, gotcha. Okay, all right, so I think I'm caught up. Let me just see, how do you find good progress testing. Um, so as I mentioned, I personally use the spectrum test uh, from Carson DeLosa simply because I was able to find them <laughs> for free online about four or five years ago. And I just downloaded them all. And that's just what I've been using because it's simple. Uh, you can also find uh, progress testing on Khan Academy, uh, depending on what age range you are uh, educating. I don't believe Khan Academy does kindergarten testing, but let's just, let me double check myself on that. If you're looking for like a kindergarten assessment, I don't think they have that. Um, yeah, it looks like Khan Academy for the most part starts at like second to third grade. They do have Khan Academy kids, uh, which you could also technically use as an assessment if you wanted to just, you know, allowing your younger child to complete that. Uh, but you can also keep it really simple, like go on line and find like a scope and sequence, for example, for whatever grade. So let's just say, you know, third grade scope and sequence and just go through and just check off. Does your kid know this stuff? So that it, your assessment could really be that simple. Now, if you're wanting something more formal, um, I did also include the Edulastic link in my resources te uh, resources list, which you can find in my profile. Uh, there are also some workbooks that you can purchase from Amazon that also do, you know, that are like specific to testing. Um, so yeah, there's just a ton of ways that you could assess. Uh, but if you're talking about where it's like a state requirement for testing, um, the CAT test, which is the California Achievement Test is really popular. I personally use the PASS test from Hewitt Learning, but those don't start until I believe third or fourth grade. So um, if you're looking for something younger than that, I would maybe look into, like I said, Edulastic or maybe even Khan Academy Kids. So I hope that um, answers your question. And okay, I do see a question pop up in QA. So yeah, if, I, if you guys um, keep those questions coming into QA, I'll definitely see them. What age did I start homeschooling? So for Georgia, the official age is six. <laughs> But I started with my oldest when she was about four. Um, but paperwork didn't start until the age of six officially. Um, and each state is a little bit different. Some states say five, some will say six, some will say seven, and some states don't require 
paperwork at all. But for me personally, about the age of four is when we started to get a little bit more formal and take it out of just, um, you know, playing through learning. When I started to actually look into purchasing resources and workbooks and that sort of thing was about the age of four. Um, but I will say this, not every kid is ready at four. So you definitely want to take your cue from your kids at that point to see if they're even ready for something formal. It just might not be a good time. You might want to wait until six or, or you know, later. Oopsie. Sorry about that. Don't know what happened there. How much time does it take you to plan your lesson? Uh, so for me, it's really not long because I've been doing it for so long. We've been in this going on nine years. So for me to plan a lesson, it's minutes. I mean, we're down to minutes at this point. Um, when I first started, I would say I probably spent about, probably about maybe two hours for the, like I'm, I'm adding it up for like the whole week, like maybe like 30 minutes a day approximately. Um, to get ready for the next day. But now that we're in a rhythm that's been working for us for a while, it's just minutes. It's literally like looking ahead at the workbook, you know, kind of scanning real quick. Because I, I know at this point approximately how much my kids can handle in a day. I know what we have coming up in our week. And it's down to minutes at this point because, like I said, I do follow a, a template. I know kind of my kids' learning styles pretty well at this point. I know that, you know, which kid takes longer on which subject. So the planning is a lot easier now. Um, but like I said, in the beginning, it was probably I was spending about 30 minutes a day just to plan for the next day or plan, you know, for the next week. So that's why I said like two hours total for a whole week. But it, um, as you as you become more comfortable, it won't take that long. All right. And then there was another question in the QA. Have you tried lightning literature from Hewitt? I have not. I have not tried that. Um, let's see. Let's look it up. Lightning literature. Have you tried it or were you looking for like a recommendation? Okay. So, do, 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 do. oh. Oh, it goes all the way through high school. So that this would be on my radar for high school because I see American Lit, Brit Lit, Shakespeare. I always side-eye Shakespeare. <laughs> British Medieval, World Lit, and Speech. So this is something that would for sure be on my radar for high school. Uh, we're probably not going to change up what we're doing for literature currently, which has been um, a combination of Argo Prep and um, Evan Moore. That's what we've been using. But I'm going to add this one to the resources list because I like how it looks just, just right off the bat for uh, possibly for high school. Because I'm, I'm basically, I'm soaking in everything for high school right now. Like nothing's off the table <laughs> for high school at this point. Because uh, I, I really do want to give my kids the best opportunity I can. Um, so I'm just adding this to the resources list. And then guys also keep in mind, this list gets added to every single live just about. So, um, if you check it today, there might be new stuff on there by Friday. <laughs> um, but if you're checking it while I'm live, it'll be incomplete until I'm finished. Okay. So this question, how long do you, how long is the homeschooling day? Um, it varies per child. So my youngest 
his day is the shortest. I would say for him, uh, as he's headed, he's heading to first grade, his day is about an hour, like total, but it's broken up over, you know, into, into parts. My oldest is also like, she's, she's so at the point now where she's very independent. So I would say her entire day might last about two hours ish, can go longer if she's not feeling motivated. And then for my headed into fifth grader, we're actually taking the longest right now just because she's my least motivated child. So I would say for her total, we're like actively working. We are probably doing about two and a half, three hours with her. Um, I have planned four and a half hours per day because that's what's required for Georgia. But in actual practice, it's a little bit less than that, especially when they're more motivated. Okay. Okay, so I think those questions were the same. I saw, I see your question here, how many hours per day? Okay, so we just covered that one. And how long do you teach in homeschooling day? Okay, so those, those questions were quite similar. So um, we're gonna move on. Are there templates for toddlers to help plan? Yes, uh, Pinterest has a ton of them. <laughs> um, but I would say you're gonna know your kid best. Um, I would I would shy away from trying to be too formal with toddlers because you know the attitude is different every day, um, and your day is not always going to be the same. I think in toddler when you have the when you have the toddler years, you're kind of in survival mode. Um, I would not try to have such a strict plan as this that I just showed when you have a toddler. I would maybe just I would probably do if I had a toddler in my life right now. Um, I would probably do the strewing method, which is where you just kind of leave things out for them to engage with at their leisure. But I wouldn't try to be super duper formal unless it was something like going to the library for a lap sit or a story time where it happens at a set time. That's about as strict as I would get with a toddler, me personally. Um, but yes, there are templates like on um, Pinterest. You know, Pinterest has all those good ideas. <laughs> um this question, I'm a teacher who would pay for my service. I guess whoever wanted to. <laughs> a lot of people. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. I really do think trying to get a child to sit for that long is is the equivalent of trying to get an adult to sit for that long. Like none of us really want to do that. <laughs> so uh, break it up. If it's not fun for you, it's not going to be fun for them. So just keep that in mind. But over the whole day, I'd say probably about two hours total. Maybe it might be less. Okay, and let's see here. Texas requires good citizen good citizenship lesson. Any suggestion? Oh, just tell them to remember the Alamo. <laughs> what did I learn when I was in Texas? Remember the Alamo. The stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas, and the yellow rose of Texas. <laughs> Teach them don't mess with Texas. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. You know, I that's when I was young. <laughs> I don't even know if Texas is still doing that. Um, but there are some homeschoolers on my list who are from Texas. Uh, if you want to reach out to them, it's in the, it's called the Homeschool Help Desk Rolodex. Uh, so if you wanted to reach out to them directly to ask them, like, what are they doing for that part of the Texas requirement? Um, 
that that would probably be better for someone who's like living it now. <laughs> when I was, I wasn't, I went to school in Texas. I'm aging myself over 25 years ago. So I'm sure they have changed what they're doing. Uh, but I still remember that the stars at night are big and bright deep in the heart of Texas. So that part stuck with me. <laughs> but yeah, for sure on that list. And by the way, if you guys are in here and you want to go check out that Rolodex, Rolodex as well, all the people on that list have given me their permission to put them on the list so they know that you're coming. It's not weird. You can just say, hey, I was in a live with Cousin Sam. And I want to know what you're doing for good citizenship with Texas. So it, it wouldn't be weird for you to reach out that way. Okay. And let's see, how do you plan out the school year's work? Good question. So for me, that's actually where I'm at right now. Our plan starts with the academic calendar, which is just me saying what days we're going to be in school and what days we're not going to be in school. It's like going ahead and planning ahead for, you know, our weeks on and our weeks off. If you're new here, uh, my schedule follows a six weeks on, one week off uh, model, and that has been working really, really well for us for the past couple of years because um, that's around the time we start to feel a little antsy, get a little burnout from just being in school for you know six weeks straight. We take a week off. Uh, so that's where it starts. And then um, we have our weekly rhythm. This is based on what I have to do in a week. So back when I was working, my work schedule would be on this as well and also including the four and a half hour requirement that Georgia says we should do for our plan. So that's included on there. And it also just gives me like, just so that we're just not out floating in the wind. Like as much as I like the idea of unschooling, it's not something that I can do. <laughs> I have to have some kind of plan. So that's what that is. Now within that plan, like even though I have, let's say an hour schedule for science, we might go longer or we might go shorter. It just depends on the day. But the plan is there. And I do that every year around like May, June, July, that time frame. So I know what's coming. And then after that, um, I will look into what curriculum we want to use. I include my children in that decision, too, because uh, they are much more motivated when they help pick it. And I highly recommend that for anybody. Um, if you have a child that you're planning to homeschool, include them even a kindergartner, include them in the choice because they will let you know if they like it or don't. And if they don't, there's no point in buying it, no matter how good of reviews you've heard or how um, how good people make it sound. If your kid says no, don't buy it. They will not use it. There will be tears <laughs> and you will just be struggling to get them to sit down um, and do that one. So I hope that that helps. Um, let's see. How do you know? when to schedule what went. Oh, okay. So that goes hand in hand. Um, that was trial and error, by the way. <laughs> um, I just, I first, I think I started off getting a schedule from the public school that we were going to be going to that. I went onto their website and found a template of the schedule that the public school was using. And I followed that quickly found out that that did not work and, you know, just continued to make slight adjustments, slight adjustments, slight adjustments from there. Like you might, quickly learn that your kid is not a morning person. So don't schedule stuff in the morning, but it really is a trial and error approach. Like me showing you my schedule might not necessarily be what works for you. You might be someone who has to work from home in the morning. So you have to homeschool in the afternoon. So my schedule isn't necessarily going to work for that model, um, which by the way, I use the numbers app. Yes, numbers to make the schedule, but you could use any spreadsheet program to make the schedule. I think I saw that question kind of go through in the chat. Um, 
But if I've missed your question, please do type it in the QA. It's so much easier to go back and grab the question because I know other comments are coming through. Um, so Kay is asking, is anyone here from Alabama? So if anyone is here from Alabama, definitely reach out and connect with Kay. And then let me go through. Okay, Goddess Kay, you asked what site did I use? Yeah, that was the number site, but you could also use Google Sheets or any spreadsheet um, app to make your calendar template. Um, and then you said, my state doesn't issue diplomas for homeschool. It says the student may need to get a GED. So Life with Megan, um, yeah, no state issues diplomas. Every diploma is basically ordered from a, from a printing company. Um, and that was a part for me that was really kind of hard to come to grips with. <laughs> um, but you would print it or order it. And that is because as a homeschooler, you are empowered to create any document that you would need to make. You are basically saying, when you decide to homeschool, you're basically saying, I am going to take on all those responsibilities that would traditionally be sent to a public school. So you're gonna be the administrator, the counselor, the teacher, the principal, all those things in your home, which means you create all the documents to include the attendance record, the transcript and the diploma. It comes from you. And it is still recognized at the college level, I promise you, because I was an admissions counselor, it, it's, it will still be recognized. And to be to be perfectly clear, the diploma is the, the decorative document, which is not even needed. The transcript is what is needed for scholarships, for applying to college, for you know anyone who's asking you to prove that you have completed high school. It usually comes in the form of the transcript. That's the more important document. But the diploma you can order from any place that sells diplomas. You literally just order it and you know design it the way that you want to. All right, and then let's see. Can we see your classroom area? I do share pictures of my classroom on Instagram if you follow me there. Um, and then, yeah, I can. I mean, we have a bunch of questions right now, but I can definitely probably stand up a little bit in a, in a few minutes to show kind of what it looks like. It's a bit of a mess right now. <laughs> Um, Britt, you said your question won't fit in the QA. Okay, you might have to type it in parts. Did you type it in the chat already? Let me scroll up and see if I can find your name. I don't see your name up in the chat. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, and then I see you guys are chatting with each other. Um, there was some confusion. What did I miss? Okay. I think you guys are chatting about Alabama specific stuff. Is that what I missed? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Queen of Paz says, I don't even have my diploma anymore. Honestly, me neither. I would have to do some searching. And I've even, I've had some people talk to me about, um, how difficult it is to get in touch with their school to get a diploma. Like if you wanted another copy, and then some people's schools don't even exist anymore. <laughs> like the school has completely changed its name. So you couldn't even get a diploma if you wanted to because that school is now defunct. Uh, okay, here we go. With all online resources, would it be possible to, and then I'm gonna wait for the remainder of your question. You said your state has a, an attendance calendar online because we have requirements for attendance. Yeah, if your state provides the resource, definitely use their resource. I know New York is one of those states. 
Um, thank y'all so much for those likes too. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Okay. I'm glad that that was helpful. Good morning, Rand. How's it going? Thank you for checking in, stopping in to say, Hey, Oh, Julie. Yeah, that's right. You did say that. You said your high school is shut down, so you don't have a diploma. Yeah, like the, the thing is, like those schools change so often. Okay, here's the rest of your question. Okay, Britt said, with all the, yeah, you could definitely do just online. Um, the only indicator of whether you should or not is just going to be if your kids are thriving with it. But yeah, you don't have to uh, purchase paper resources. If, if, if you are finding everything that you need for online, then absolutely you do not have to invest in other things. But like I said, it's going to, the, the biggest test is just going to be, is it working for your kids? And as long as the answer to that question is yes, then a hundred percent use online resources. No issues with that. Okay. Um, goddess K, hey, I do not use a co-op. I, was briefly interested <laughs> a few years ago. Um, and I don't want to make it seem like my experience is the norm. I just didn't have a good time and I didn't find it necessary. Um, but I've heard from so many other people like they have better arrangements with their co-ops. Like they're actually, there's actually teaching happening. It's not just a social co-op, which I think is what my issue was is the co-ops were just social. Um, but still had a lot of rules for just hanging out. And I just decided to just go about it the old fashioned way and not um, not be involved with a co-op. So we socialize in different ways. And I think that's all I'll say about co-ops <laughs> from my perspective. But I know, like I said, other people have had um, much better experiences with co-ops. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Queen Apollo said, yeah, she's one that has a good experience with her co-op where they do teaching and it's social. Um, like I said, the ones that I was a part of were interested in, it was just social and it felt like too much work for just hanging out. Alrighty. Oh, PR Shorty, I see your comment. Yes, definitely praying for you. Good morning, Jacqueline. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 So thank y'all so much for the comments and the questions. I see them coming through and I do see one popped up, but it looks like part one. So I'll wait for part two <laughs> and then I'll answer that question too. Um, but yeah, thank y'all so much for being here this morning. I wasn't sure, you know, what kind of day we were going to have. Um, let's see. Okay. Narrowing our choices here. Have you tried science? That's the second part of the question that popped up. Or were you still typing? You might still be typing. Because <laughs> I know sometimes it gets cut off too soon. It's so, so frustrating. Um, so I'm going to wait another like couple minutes just to make sure I didn't miss any more of your question. And then we can definitely talk science resources. Patty, my, my uh, girls have done Girl Scouts, which I, I agree with you. Great for socializing and learning. So if that's what you want, I mean, that's kind of a co-op. <laughs> it's just not exclusively about homeschooling. 
Um, but yeah, that's what, that's one of the activities my kids have been involved in. Sunny Hart, you said, does that mean they give you a hard time or make it hard to homeschool? Are you talking about my answer to the co-op question? Um, no, I think my, my experience was really unique to me with the co-op situation because, you know, it, it involved a statement of faith and it just felt like it, it felt unnecessary. Like people who, if it's just going to be us hanging out, then why are we paying to hang out? And we're not really doing anything but meeting up at the park, you know, just didn't feel necessary. Um, I would much have rather spent that time and energy, um, you know, planning actual field trips and doing things. And there were also dues involved for, and it was just meeting at the park, which I was just like, why, why are we doing that? So it just wasn't for me. That doesn't mean it's not good. My kids had a good time. I just felt like why we can, we can just go to the park <laughs> when we want to. Um, and then there's other co-ops that I've in, looked into in my area where they have like attendance requirements. And I'm like, I am far too old for you to be trying to take my attendance. If I don't want to show up for three weeks straight, then I just won't show up for three weeks straight. And I'm not going to have somebody trying to clock me and tell me I haven't been attending enough. Like, calm down. <laughs> so those those were just experiences that I had. A lot of co-ops are not like that. Um Okay, so I'm going to pop back into the QA. So I think the question was just about science question, like uh, resources, which I do have some in the resources link in my profile. Um, we have used just so many things for science. Like I've bought a, in, an experiment book. We've bought different little science kits that you can get from like Michaels and Walmart and Target. And then we've also done Studies Weekly, which is a pro an online program for science. They also have a social studies program. Um, but if anyone else wants to share what they are using for science, um, there's just so many things. <laughs> it's like sometimes you just have to narrow it down. Then, of course, documentaries, TV shows that do science specific things. YouTube is huge um, for just those. How does this work? I do have the Handy Science Answer Book, which has been really helpful to us, too. Um, and I have that linked in my Amazon uh, storefront. Uh, we also have the Big Fat Notebook series, which has a science, a couple science books. They have the middle school science, and then they also have, um, is it biology? I think it's biology and chemistry. Yeah, biology and chemistry for science too. So a lot of lot of good resources there. Uh, let's see. Okay. Yes, plant based messiah. Um, she says, might I suggest teaching our children about money, credit, and return on investments? Financial literacy is our entire Friday afternoon <laughs> for the most part. And it, it just, it gets interwoven through each lesson. It's so important in our house. So yes, 100%. That is a big must in our house. Um, I feel like I've just missed someone's question. So if I did, please do, because I see everyone typing in their science recommendations. Um, you said, Julie, you said she is wondering about PA being high moderation. Who is, who is wondering that? Okay. So if you're asking about Pennsylvania specifically, um, and you're just wondering, wondering like, how does it work? Um, I do have 
the Rolodex in my profile, which includes um, a family from Pennsylvania, if you want to reach out to them directly to just get that one-on-one, -on -one, like, how is it going in Pennsylvania? I need it from an experience perspective. Um, actually, there's two ladies on here uh, from Pennsylvania. So definitely just check the Rolodex in my profile if you do just want to reach out to them. Like I said, they know you're coming. They've all agreed to be on my Rolodex list, so it's not weird. <laughs> and you can just say, hey, I've got some specific questions about homeschooling in Pennsylvania because I don't want to just like Google things for you if you're if you have like a very specific Pennsylvania question. OK, here we go. QA. Um, let's see. Would you worry about science and history for kindergarten? I was mainly focused on math and reading. No, because the, the thing about reading is you can include science and history, you know, so I would for kindergarten. I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, I did not have like a strict and I still don't have a strict um, history and science curriculum for my son. Everything is very. Uh, very magic school bus <laughs> when it comes to science and history for him. If he asks something specific, then we do something specific up to his interest. Whoops. Oh, that was a random question. Hold on a second. Saying something went wrong. Uh, but yes, I, I am with you. I mainly focused on math and reading and a little bit of writing for kindergarten. Like I definitely want him to be able to write his name and be comfortable with writing all the letters um, and just, you know, in general penmanship practice. Those were the main focuses for me for kindergarten. And I, science and history just kind of worked its way in. Um, if you did just want to have something for science and history, um, you can look into getting like a brain quest deck for kindergarten. They do have it at the kindergarten level. And it has a few science and history questions like interwoven in there just for like basic trivia for the kindergarten level. But I wouldn't stress out about finding something, you know, a specific all-in-one science curriculum for kindergarten. I, I just really wouldn't at that at that point. Good morning, Jennifer. Oh yeah, we also have a little passport subscription. Thank you for saying, I was like, I totally forgot about that. Um, so yes, you can look into something like that. That is a great gift for grandparents who are um, you know, what, what can we get the kids? Like that was, that was something that my parents did for my kids for Christmas. They got them a little passport. I think they ordered it in November so that it would be something under the tree for Christmas. And, um, it's something that you can look forward to every single month. It's not like a strict curriculum, but it's definitely fun. Um, and they have a lot of little, they can, you can do the science, um, journey, which we've done the science journey. And you can also do, um, the around the world, and the states. So we've done all three of those from my parents. And I think my parents really like that because it's like, like I said, it's a gift that keeps on giving every single month. So um, if you have someone in your life that's like, hey, what can we get the kids? Direct them to Little Passports or something, you know, one of those subscription boxes, which um, which is very cool to, to do. We've definitely done that and enjoyed that. Uh, do you have advice for a single mother who wants their kid to be homeschooled but has mental handicaps? Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm not personally a single mother, but there are some on the Rolodex in my profile. If you wanted to reach out to them, I feel like that's one of those questions where you want the answer from like an, someone with experience, someone who's living it. Um, and then I also know I, um, I think there might also be some in here currently. Okay, and then you said you're the one with the mental handicap. You're not good at teaching. So here's the thing about homeschool guys with teaching. 
Um, I think it's it's less important to be good at teaching and more important that you are good at showing um, and, and demonstrating how to learn. Um, I think a lot of us, when we're first getting into it, we underestimate or, you know, I think we expect that we have to look like schools. And that's not the case. If you can do like, for example, yesterday, I had to teach myself, I had to learn how to adjust a ceiling fan because one of our ceiling fans was wobbly. Just going through that and being able to teach your kid how you were able to find the resources, how to you know study and practice and maybe do a little trial and error, you are teaching alongside, you are learning alongside your kid. Um, so you know, I would say don't compare yourself to a school because literally teachers go to college to learn how to teach 30 children. You just have to know how to communicate with your children, which is not the same as you know, standing up in front of them and being very formal in teaching. If you can communicate with your child and get through to them, you can teach them. Um, so, you know, don't let that be something that discourages you. And, you know, don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Let's figure it out. Um, or let's use Alexa or let's ask Siri. Like, because that's the real world. That's how we really learn things that we don't know. Um, I think the thought that you have to have all these answers ahead of time is, is just not true. <laughs> um so that's that would be my 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 bit on that but definitely also in the rolodex if um you know someone's a single mom i did put that um because you know like each of each of the moms on the list because it's only moms right now um has you know given me a description of what they wanted me to say and so definitely just scroll through that rolodex or you can search and um you know find someone to reach out to that you can um you know, connect with. That's what the, that's what this is all about. All right. And then if I've missed your question, please do type it in QA. I'm trying to, you know, do my best to scroll back through so I don't miss anyone's question. Um, and then I also see Julie is on it answering some of y'all's questions too. She's a homeschooling mom as well. Um, and then I do see the science resources that were mentioned. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Jennifer saying I'm learning Spanish with my son. That's the thing, guys. Like you're gonna do a lot of this. You're going to be doing with your child, not from a position of like authority over your child, but from a like a side by side. Let's learn this. Like we're holding hands. Let's do this together, or let's figure this out together, um, because that's how we really learn in real life. <laughs> and so many of us, we still have to kind of shake off that public school perception that you can only learn by being, you know, sat down and having someone talk at you or, you know, direct things at you, as opposed to like how we really learn right now as adults, like, oh, hey, perfect example. Like your timing is so perfect. Okay. So her username on here, y'all, is make it make 31. I am learning from her how to can and preserve foods, which, you know, she sometimes goes live and has a YouTube channel as well. That's how I learn. Not necessarily always from a book. There are no worksheets. She doesn't, you know, provide tests, you know, but I'm still learning from her because she just goes live and talks about her experiences and you can type in a question and she'll answer it from her perspective. Um, but she's also learning because she just recently did um, an interview with an Amish woman that lives near her and she's learning too. So it's like, that's how we all learn in real life. It's just... I know for me, it's super hard to shake off what I'm, you know, unlearn what I've learned in the past. That de-schooling is still happens now as an adult, but that our kids learn by 
doing by observing us by being read to by watching youtube there's so many different ways and and one example i can give all of us that we probably can all relate to is how many of us taught our kids how to play minecraft like raise your hand if you taught your kid minecraft or did they teach themselves just through trying and you know through trial and error right or roblox none of no one in here i'm bet <laughs> i'm willing to bet has taught their kid how to play minecraft how to play roblox but you download it and they figure it out it's the same with literally anything else. And if your kid is just not responsive to a particular curriculum or online uh, workbook or, or uh, online resource, then try something else. You know, like if if you're not learning, you know, from me how to homeschool, check someone else's channel out. You know, you might vibe better with them. You don't have to just get it from one source, which I think a lot of us, again, in, from public school, we're, we're thinking, well, this is the textbook. And if I don't understand this textbook, I'm just lost. The homeschool is not like that. You can try out a resource and it not work and be like, all right, I'm going to sell this on eBay and get another resource because that's what really works. Like that's real life. None of us in real life, if we are not learning from something, are just going to be stuck. You know, that's what public school and college taught us that we are stuck. But the truth is you can move on. You can try something else. You can do something else. Um, so, yeah, that's my little soapbox moment for the morning. <laughs> I, yes, I agree with you, Megan. Yeah, it is so hard to shake off the public school idea because, I mean, we were in it for all of our formative years, most of us. So it is super hard to shake it off. But I think the more we have, you know, the more experience you give, the more you try with the trial and error, I think you'll get more comfortable with the idea like, okay, that didn't work. Let me try something else because that is real life. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, yes, exactly. Our kids are, they learn from us. They're constantly learning. They teach themselves. Yes, I agree with everything that you're saying. <laughs> 100%. Um, you have a stepdaughter that keep telling my kids they need to be in school because that's that's what she thinks. You know, that's her opinion. Um, <laughs> people are going to have those opinions. I had so many people like that at the beginning um when we started homeschooling that were like they need to go to school or you're only going to do this until you know you're going to stop at some point and send them to school right there's gonna there always are going to be those people because like i was just saying they have a hard time shaking off the idea that you can learn outside of school and but when you break it down for them a lot of times it's like oh yeah you can learn outside of school <laughs> you can make friends outside of school but it's that conditioning. That conditioning is very, very deep for so many, so many people. Can you tell me what you think of the of the cat testing, or first year testing this year? So, Love Jones, I've not used the cat test personally. Uh, we have used the PASS test, P A S S, by Hewitt Learning. However, I believe there are other people in here who have used the cat test. So, if anyone uh, in here has experience with the cat test, oh, there you go. There's Julie. Yeah, please do respond to Love Jones 1840 directly um, to let her know your experience with that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> you said we call our it didn't work the dump box. Yeah, exactly. Like, seriously, guys, there's so many things that you are going to you're going to run into some brick walls at first, just like. If you are, let's, let's use gardening as an example. If you are brand new to gardening, you're going to have a lot of hiccups that first year. You know, you're you're going to learn about garden pests. You're going to learn about fertilizing, and you're going to have to teach this to yourself. 
or use, you know, TikTok, YouTube, other things as a resource to figure it out. But as you continue gardening, you will get better at it. And it's the very same thing with homeschool. You might choose your first year, everything you choose might be a bust because you bought directly from somebody on Instagram or something, <laughs> or, you know, you fell in love with an ad and you bought that thing. Cause that was me with Latin. <laughs> and then it goes on your shelf of shame and you move on, you find something else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be some, there's going to be some trial and error. It's okay that you don't get it exactly right the first time. Mo most of us don't. <laughs> I don't know anyone, as a matter of fact, who is still using the first thing that they started with. It's rare, not impossible, but it's, you know, very rarely do you stay with the thing that you start with. You're going to learn that your kid responds better to different things. So <laughs> I hope that's encouraging. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Homeschool Help Desk Live. If you'd like to participate in a live show, you can follow me on TikTok at Cousin Tam and join the live every Monday through Thursday from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now back to the show. All right. See a question here in the QA. Any practical application ideas for algebra? practical application ideas for algebra. Do you mean like a resource for algebra or are you asking for like, I want to answer this question, but I want to make sure I understand it. So I'm not yet at the algebra level. My kid's not in high school, if that's what you mean, like high school algebra. However, I have invested in the pre-algebra and algebra workbook from, um, the Big Fat Notebook series because it is for high school. So I've already invested in that. You can find that one in my Amazon storefront if you're interested in just like a good resource for algebra. Um, also, Khan Academy has a bunch of um, a bunch of things on their website that are free where you can you know have algebra be taught to your child. Um, so those are those are two ideas that are just like you know free or inexpensive because I think the books are like less than $15 each. The price changes all the time on Amazon. Um, but those are two things that I know of right off the bat for algebra. Um, but correct me if I, if I did not understand your question correctly. And then of course, there's also the resources uh, list in my profile that has other um, K through 12 resources, which would include algebra on that list as well. But if I didn't, if I misunderstood your question, please correct me. Patty says, I've had people ask me, is everything a learning moment in your home? Yes, it can be. I agree with you. Absolutely. 100%. Everything is a teachable moment. 100%. Lord Lenny, you said my shelf of shame is overflowing. <laughs> that almost made me do a spit take. Okay. You said my son is having issues with workbooks he needs hands on. Okay. So... You might want to look into, I don't know how you feel about private tutoring, but that's where OutSchool could be helpful because the teacher is actually teaching algebra and makes the, they make themselves available for those like one-on-one -on -one questions. If, it, if you're needing something where it's like, you know, hands-on one-on-one time, um, OutSchool could be a good choice for you guys where you could pay per class or you could pay for a whole class uh, for it to be taught, like, because each teacher has different rates. Um, and then um, that's what I think when I think when you say hands on, I think like you need a teacher, like a tutor's perspective. Um, also, I've, 
There we go. I didn't add your question up there. Um, and then I think you got cut off. He needs hands-on uses. But that that's what comes to mind for me when, when you're saying like he needs that one-to-one perhaps would be a good option. So out school could be a good option. Or if you haven't tried that workbook that I mentioned, um, let me grab it. Give me a second so I can show, show you what it looks like. So this algebra, this is for pre-algebra and algebra, um, which you can find this on Amazon. I did link it in my Amazon storefront just for easy access. And then um, this is really, it breaks it down by, oops, sorry. I'm trying to start from the beginning. And I also have done a flip through of this on my YouTube channel, which is also Cousin Tam, if you just want to see more of the inside. But it breaks it down using the same language that the educators use. So if he's having um, problems with a particular section like exponents and expressions, there's a whole unit of that right here. And then it also breaks it down by chapters. So you can really get very specific. And then they have all these different walkthrough examples. And then also a knowledge check at the end to make sure that it's making sense. So I really recommend these. I have the whole set from middle school to high school and they continue to add more. And every time they do, I'm like right there for the pre-order <laughs> because I have had so much success with just those books, helping my child become more independent because she can, she can go to this book or whichever subject book to get what she needs and get the help that she's looking for. So I would definitely recommend those as well. But also if you really, like I said, if you feel like private tutoring might be a good option, definitely go for that. Okay. And then I hear, see Costco has those books too. Yeah. They're, they're at different locations. I'm just an Amazon prime person because <laughs> I just, I'm a homebody. Um, but for sure, if you've got a Costco membership, wherever you can find them, they are worth it in my opinion. Let's see. Okay, cool. I think I'm caught up in the QA. If I missed your question, please do type it in the QA. I'm just, um, going back up through the chat. Hopefully I haven't missed anyone's question. And I do see that Julie and Love Jones are having a chat. Cool. April says, we use a workbook, but we make it hands-on with manipula manipulatives or food or whatever. Exactly. So yeah, you can start with the you know workbook as a base and then add on whatever your child needs that's going to make it make sense for them. Oh, his issue is why does he have to learn it if he's not going to use it in everyday life? That is big for me and my family too. So if I can't tell them why they have to know it beyond, well, you just have to, a lot of times we will just straight up skip it. Um, in this case though, with algebra, you have to know it so that you can manage your money. I mean, algebra is a huge part of financial literacy. And if you can't work through equations and exponents because that's literally how you calculate like your interest rate, your amortization rate for your mortgage, um, your return on investment. All these algebraic expressions are going to be how you can figure out how your money's coming in and how it's going out. Income and expense um, sheets in any type of personal finance is going to require algebra. 
So that's one thing I would say to him right off the bat. Do you plan to have money and <laughs> know how it, how it works? Um, or do you just plan to work for a paycheck for the rest of your life and not understand how taxes are taken out? You're just going to be screaming at FICA every time you look at your you know pay stub instead of taking the time to understand how it works and, and like how taxes work. I mean, that's a huge part of algebra. That's why you need to know it. Um, so that's what I would tell him <laughs> right off the bat. Like if you plan to manage your money and not just let your money manage you, you need to know algebra, 100%. <laughs> hey, Annie, good to see you. Sorry, that that I was not trying to rant on that, by the way, but that's just what I will be telling my kids too, which I do still tell them is like, you're going to have to know algebra in order to understand money. Um, let's see. Do you complete all the curriculum every year? You struggle with that. Yes, we do. Um, but we also, I have gotten it down kind of to a science where I don't buy too much up front. <laughs> That's how we end up finishing it is I don't buy all in one sets anymore. And I buy workbooks that I know we can manage. Um, the Argo prep workbooks are actually only 20 weeks, but I give us 36 weeks to finish it. Uh, so we definitely do finish it. And um, because they're already portioned out to be like, you know, this is a week one, day four, week, you know, week one, day five, it just encourages my kids to do that one page a day and then move on. Um, so yes, we do end up finishing. And then the same thing with Studies Weekly, it's broken down to where it's like, you know, week one, week two, all the way to week 36, and I'm just doing one a week. But we are homeschooling year round too. So we're not just restricted to the 36 week thing. Uh, but yes, ultimately we do end up finishing for the most part because we, we just stay consistent with that six week on one week off schedule. And I think that also helps because they know a break is coming, like not too, there's not too many weeks and then you get a break, um, which helps us, I think, also stay motivated and stay on track. Okay, awesome. Yeah, Mama G, for sure. Like when you start talking dollars to especially teenagers, <laughs> all of a sudden math is not so awful. <laughs> now that may not work with trigonometry, but for sure, for algebra, you got to know it for, for, for uh, managing your finances. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say if we end up taking trigonometry, but I think that's optional. <laughs> but um, geometry, you know, that's all about building things. You know, if they plan to be someone who can DIY some things, geometry is going to matter. Um, and for sure, for, for money, algebra matters. You say yes, no, but anything past algebra, I can't help it. Yeah. <laughs> But that's actually these books, like I was saying, um, they do a pretty good job of making it relevant for kids. They're written with high schoolers in mind and they have little, uh, you know, side parts in here that are meant to be funny. That's like, hey, this is why you might need to know this for the future. So, again, these are a great resource. Um, Costco, Amazon, great resource. I highly recommend those. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Um, okay, Fire, Firefly Goddess, I am going to be teaching first grade, fifth grade, and eighth grade. That's where, that's the grades we're going to, the, um, for, for my kids. See you, Jennifer, she might already be gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think there's a bit of a delay in the comments for me, so she's probably already stepped out. Yeah, I've never used my trigonometry either. <laughs> some like for me I don't I don't try I try not to teach many performative subjects that I cannot explain why it matters 
because uh, that's a huge part of keeping your kid motivated too, is like, why do I, why should I care? And if I can't explain why should they care beyond you just should, usually I don't do it. I don't, I don't bother with it. Um, I don't know how well I'll be able to stick with that in high school because there's a lot of, to me, performative subjects in high school, but I will do my best. <laughs> I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> uh, but that, those are my thoughts. What state are those laws for? Which laws? Um, are you If you're talking about this website up here, this is just homeschool laws for all the states. And you can just, when you go to that website, you can just click on your state to find your homeschool laws. Oh, cool. You have a sixth grader and eighth grader this year. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm kind of excited. And I would say for you, if you don't already have these books for your sixth and eighth grader, totally worth it. We got, we started getting these when um, when my kid was, my oldest was in fifth grade and I'm telling you, worth their weight. Great investment. Oh, <laughs> how can we stop the socialization question? You're so sick of it, man. Okay, so the socialization question is almost like those, you know how you have an email where you get an auto reply? That's what I think of that question. When some when I say I homeschool and people auto reply with, what about socialization? I immediately think, it's, it depends on how it's asked, first of all. If it's asked in a snarky way, I just simply ignore it. If it's asked in a way that's like, they seem like they might genuinely be like confused as to how kids can make friends outside of school, I will take the time to explain why socialization in school is not a thing. It's a myth. And it, but again, it just depends on how it's asked because a lot of people still don't know how to make friends now. How many times have you come across a video on this platform where someone's like, why is it so hard to make friends? It's because they were literally never taught how to make friends. All of their friends have been situational based on school, based on work, based on just where they are. People do not know how to reach out and say, hi, my name is Tam, how are you? It's, it's like they're paralyzed in some way of like that part never fully developed. And so depending on who's asking, I will take the time to explain why homeschooling actually is one of the best ways to teach your kid how to socialize, how to reach out to someone who you have just met and, and link up later or how to start that conversation or how to, you know, remove yourself from a situation that uh, that you don't want to be in. My, my oldest has experienced that with this club that she's a part of. Some of the kids she gravitates towards, other ones she doesn't. And that is an opportunity that she wouldn't have had to uh, had she gone to public school because a lot of times you can't remove yourself from the kid that you don't like or that you don't get along with. You're stuck in that class with that person for nine months uh, because y'all have similar last names and that's the homeroom you were assigned to. So, um, but again, it just depends on how the question is asked to me. A lot of times I just simply don't answer at all. I just say, no, they're, they're weird. I, what do they need friends for? Or I'll get sarcastic as I'm sure you have noticed in some of my videos. Um, but if it's a genuine question, I will, I will usually answer it. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you always say um, we handle it with neighborhood socialization and going out to different places. Yeah. Like we live. That's how we socialize. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think you can ever stop someone from asking because it is just that 
auto response. Yeah, I agree with what Patty's saying. Yeah, if same thing. If you can, if you think it requires a response, and you you know you can judge that. If someone's very snarky with their question, I get snarky with my answer. <laughs> I will match energy on that. Oh, awesome! Yeah, Annie's saying that they also love the big note, the big um, everything you need to know in one big fat notebook. <laughs> so yeah, these are really good, guys. Seriously. Um. Oh, let's see. You, the psychologist that diagnosed your son with ADHD panicked about socializing and said, I'm going to homeschool, not live in a cave. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, a lot of times it's it's that same public school conditioning where they're like, well, how, how will you make a friend if not in the traditional seven hour school day? What will you do? Will you just stay at home until all the homes, until all the public schoolers get out? Like, no, we're out, man. <laughs> like, and then I, I also think people still think we live in like the party line era <laughs> where you have to like, or, or you have to wait until your minutes are free to talk to people. You can communicate with people all day. Like that's literally what we're doing right now. I have connected with people on this app and we have said, hey, let's meet up. That's how you make a friend. So I think people just forget that kids are humans and can do things the same way that we adults do. We can go to a place your kid can can have a good time with the kid on the playground. Then they'll run to you and say, hey, mom, this is my new friend, friend. And I would like to meet up with them or their mom wants to know, can we go to Chick-fil-A with them after the park? And that's just literally how it happens. You just over time through multiple meetups, you make a friend. <laughs> and I just don't understand why that's the question of all the questions that gets repeated the most. <laughs> Uh, but like I said, I think it's just an auto response. Yes, Annie perfectly said, like real friends, not just friends of convenience. Exactly. <laughs> you hate the why do you homeschool question. Yeah, so I think that question also comes from a place of people thinking that because you homeschool, you're judging them for not. And I have to sometimes explain, like, I'm not recruiting. <laughs> like, you can... Feel free to not homeschool. So I, yeah, I haven't gotten that question in a while. The why do you homeschool? Because I think so many people now have just seen the direction um, that some public schools are going. So the why question is like less frequent. Um, now it's just more of like a how, how do you do it? And I'm happy to answer those, but I totally understand where you're coming from with the, the why. Like, why do I have to explain to you? <laughs> or do you have an hour, like you said? Hmm. Um, April, you said, ha, how, yeah, blah, 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 blah. have you talked about schedules? Yes, I have, but I'm happy to do it again. Um, because the thing about schedules, and I'm just going to show mine. So mine is double-sided. So this is the one that shows when we're in school and out of school, it models a six weeks on one week off approach. And I also just for good measure have on there when the public school near us is out of school. So we know when to stay away from the library. Um, and then on the back, whoops. This is just kind of like how our household runs. This is that type of schedule that in uh, the green is when we would be like doing stuff that you would consider homeschooling. But truly, we're doing it all day. That's the truth of the matter. That's more for just me. And if ever the state of Georgia comes knocking on my door. <laughs> 
Um, but really your schedule is going to develop over time, depending on what you're doing. And um, I see that you mentioned that you're working on finding one. You've considered a Sabbath schedule for this year. We've done four days. Yeah, it's going to four days a week and try to straight on public school schedule. It's going to be trial and error. And it, you might have a different schedule for different kids. I do want to um, emphasize that. Like my oldest now is very interested in going to a four day a week schedule, but my younger ones will um, most likely stay on a five day a week schedule. So that's another thing to consider is like different kids might have different schedules. Uh, so, but it's just going to be trial and error. You'll put it together as you go along and you'll realize like, this is working. This is not working. We need to keep this, eliminate that. So that's, that's what I would recommend. Uh, let's see. Yes, we're out on field trips when other kids are in traditional school, then we head home before they get out. That's exactly it. That's why that 10, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. are what we all call like homeschool hours. Those are the homeschooling hours. And then we, you know, we're out during that time, but then we might, you know, come back home and do some afternoon work, actual workbook stuff if, if your kids are even doing workbooks. Um, so yeah, those homeschool hours are clutch. <laughs> Okay, plant-based massage asking if anyone's from Missouri. Julie said she is recruiting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, I'm not recruiting. I'll be honest with you. I enjoy going to a place that is minimally uh, populated. <laughs> uh, what did I use to put that together? This schedule was done in the numbers app. Uh, so if you have like an iPhone, or a Mac product, uh, an Apple product. It was done in the numbers app, but you can do anything like that in like a spreadsheet form. Uh, so Google Sheets, Excel, any spreadsheet um, uh, program. Let's see. Yes, we try not to go places when the others will be there. The others, in quotes. Yeah, it really is a whole different experience, like going out in the summer versus going out when school is in session. Have you ever used the CAT-5 for standardized testing? I have not, but Julie from Rooted Home Academy in here um, has. Um, so if you wanted to reach out to her, her handle is Rooted Home Academy. She has used it. Oh yes, 10, 20 minute timers. Yeah, because guys, a lot of us, I think we forget our kids are humans. They don't want to be doing something for like an hour straight. That's, that's almost very difficult for anybody to do, unless they're enjoying it, of course. Um, so. Don't be afraid to like break your day up into pieces. Um, what George, oh, what part of Georgia? Um, north. <laughs> that's, that's probably all I'll say for the internet. Um, yeah, North Georgia. Mm -mm -mm. Let's see. It's cheaper than public, it's cheaper when public school is in. Yes, it is. At first, I thought your comment was saying homeschool is cheaper than public school, which it also can be. <laughs> like just the fact that we don't have to do back to school clothes. I know that saves us a ton of money because I mean, like school back to school clothes and uniforms for, for other people is like our entire homeschool budget. Uh, I used to work for Nike, for those of you who don't know. And whenever back to school rolls around and I see, I would see the amount that people were paying just for clothes. I'm like, that is my whole homeschool budget that you just spent on one child and you got four children. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just the fact that we can like homeschool and leggings and flip flops for like nine months out of the year <laughs> is 
definitely a huge perk. It is not a fashion show for us. Oh, show us the classroom. Yes, I'm so sorry. I will go ahead and do that. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. And now your kids are spoiled by the empty places. <laughs> for sure. Okay, yeah, let me go ahead and stand up and show you guys the classroom. Thank you for that reminder. I totally forgot. I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.